On today's episode, we're speaking to Jennifer Love. Jennifer is a money therapist, wealth philosopher, ally of nature, advocate of emotions, and she's in the top 5% internationally claimed business advisors, and she's a dark chocolate enthusiast. Let's find out. Let's speak to her and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. We've got Jennifer Love. Welcome, Jennifer. Hello. Thanks How for are you doing? You're all the way at the other end in California, Jennifer. I am. <laughs> I'm all the way in Santa Barbara, California. Yeah, it's the land of magic, I call it. Ah, but we're in London where it rains constantly. Right. So Jennifer, tell everybody what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a wealth philosopher, a money therapist. um, And really what that means is I'm a seer. I see into people and I, I take their hands and I walk inside with them into what's happening, their soul, deep inside their soul. And I help them sort through all that shit inside. We get, we get the, the dump truck, beep, beep, beep. We back it in. We figure out the excavation plan. We get all that shit out. And then we look at the gold that's inside and we shine it up and figure out how they can really use that gold inside themselves. So that's kind of like a, an interesting way of describing what I do, but <laughs> that's, that's what I'm up to. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So that's why you're absolutely perfect for our, uh, our podcast series, Money Mindset with Google, because we love talking about money on this podcast, which is great. But today we're not here to talk about anything specific in terms of money. We're here to talk about your journey. Because I know when I was yeah. when we were talking about earlier, you've had quite a journey. And I was as I was reading through profile, getting to know you better, you've had quite a life. And so I think this is the, the time where you want to share those those highs and lows to let people know that you are doing amazing well, you, you know, you've achieved so much success and, you know, congratulations for that. But you had a tough time getting here and this is the story that you want to hear. So tell us, Jennifer, how did it all start and how did you actually get to this point and how did you become a wealth, what do you call yourself? Wealth? A wealth, a wealth philosopher. A wealth philosopher. I've never heard that term yeah. before. Yeah. And a money therapist. Yeah. So I'll take you back in time mm-hmm. um, to the three-year-old me. Uh, at that time, we were living, my family was living in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And you can you can picture me standing in a dark hallway while my brother's in another room taking a nap in bed. And I'm standing in this dark hallway behind and on the other side of my parents' bedroom door. So their bedroom door was shut. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing my parents fighting uh, to the point where I can hear my father punching holes in the walls. And I'm standing there at three just not really knowing what to do, just kind of feeling a little frozen, right? Trauma, insert trauma. And and, um, my father eventually comes walking out and and right past me down the hallway. And I turn and I see my mother sitting on the bed and 
and she's crying. And so I go to her and I crawl up on the bed and next to her were a bunch of cut up credit cards. And um, she looked at me and she said, your father's leaving. He's not coming back and we don't have any money. My father is an entrepreneur, had a fairly successful business. So that was the day that we kind of went from being pretty rich. And, you know, I had this master bedroom uh, with a canopy bed, my own little piano in there. And, you know, my own bathroom to like, we moved to California at that point with my mom. And uh, we lived in what we called the ant house and we had the rat house. Right. And so we made light of it. We made kind of jokes of mm-hmm. made the best of it. Um, but it was a really interesting experience because that was also the day that I watched my mom become financially disempowered. Right. Yeah. And she never really fully recovered from that. And, and so she had her own journey with money and, and her relationship. And I got to witness that and, and experience that growing up. But it also made an impact for me. Now, it's very easy to imagine, well, gosh, the I, I don't, you know, I'm not lovable story mm-hmm. was installed, right? The I'm yeah. not good, I'm not good enough for dad to stick around story yeah, was I had installed. the same one. Yeah, completely understand <laughs> right? that one. Yeah. 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 And and so I began to make um this particular, this is my first money memory. I began mm-hmm. to make this first money memory mean all kinds of things, including mm-hmm. I took on it at three. Gosh, I want to make it all okay for mom somehow. I want to figure out how to, you know rescue her and save her from this horrible experience that we all went through as a family. And, and that wasn't my job. No one asked me to do that. Mm -hmm. And yet what I got to learn about myself and doing and processing my own work, um, because I had to do my own work and other, in order to get onto the other side of this. Um, but one of the things that I learned about myself was, gosh, I have a big, beautiful heart. And I care so deeply, right? To take on some kind of weight of like that um, is underneath that, what I call composting, that kind of inner dialogue um, Mm -hmm. is such deep care, right? And so how that began to express itself when I, you know, going from three um, into eight and mom at this point at eight years old has a car accident. She goes, she goes from working at Hughes Aircraft um, which is a big airline um, manufacturer here mm-hmm. in California in the U.S. Um, she was a legal secretary, and um, she got into a car accident, which left her physically disabled. Right. Um, so she was never able to work again after the age of eight for me. Um, and she also at that point kind of emotionally and mentally checked out, became a little mm-hmm. more child childlike, right? So here I am now at eight years old, dad's left. Mom's basically checking out, but she's a sweetheart of a person, just mm. couldn't couldn't handle being in the experience of life in the way that, you know, required her mm. as a an adult mm. and as a parent to be, right? And so I'm now taking on the I'm abandoned. Yeah. Install yeah. that install that story and and program, right? Mm. And so and so at that point now, not only do I feel like I need to figure it all out and save mom, but I've got to make it, I've got to make things okay for mom. So I have a real hero's complex at this point, right? At the age of eight. At the age of freaking eight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, and so you can, you can imagine me then over, over time, you know, in school, I took on all the extracurricular activities. Yeah, of course. I got, I got the great grades, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm doing it all. I'm in, yeah. I'm in the flag team, you know, I'm in the choir, the top choir. I'm doing private voice lessons, piano lessons, karate, you know, flag team. I'm in the bell choir, you know, I'm doing all of this stuff. Classic right? overachiever. Yeah. Classic overachiever. And, and then fast forward that, you know, into grad school, where I'm doing, you know, I, I've now at this point, I have two decades of human behavior and organizational development studies and, and work um, as a money therapist. But my own story, you know, at the age of like 19 into 21, 23, launching my first business, mm. I was really doing it from this place of I'm not good enough. Mm. I have to prove my value yep. and sense of worthiness because it lives somewhere out there. Yeah. Right. And it's way, way far away from me. And I'm like trying Thanks to like, you. I'm trying to get it. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And so all the, you know, all the accolades are coming in the press, mm. you know, the, but nothing's the good enough. Yeah. But, but deep inside I feel bankrupt. Yeah, I can relate. I can understand there's, that. Yeah. There's just this deep void inside. And and so all through my 20s, you know, I'm a hot mess inside. I was bulimic for 10 years. Oh wow. Yep. And and so while I'm I'm telling 50-year-old white privileged male executives um, mm. how to run their companies as a 20-something-year-old woman, don't ask me. I don't know how that ended up all happening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I, I can be a little bossy sometimes. Um, but, no, you know, I wouldn't call it. I would say assertive, not bossy. Assertive, thank you. Thank you, assertive, bossy, all of it, yes. And um, and effective. I was effective because the advice I was giving was working. Mm. And, and yet it got to the point in my 20s where I wasn't sleeping two nights a week. I was drinking two pots of coffee a day just wow. so that I could keep going. That's that's where I was. And that's a brutal reality. That's a really brutal reality. And so at the age of 29, I was invited by one of my clients because I'm I'm living in uh, California still at this point. I was invited by one of my clients, which is a mortgage bank out of New York, to come take over as interim CEO for a period of time. Now, I'm 29 years old. Mm. I'm barely home. I'm like home maybe nine days out of the month. I'm not sleeping. I'm mm. I'm barely eating because everything that I'm eating is going back, coming back out. Hmm. Right. And I'm I, literally, when I say I'm emotionally bankrupt, I mean, I'm emotionally bankrupt. Yeah. Right. There wasn't anything more for me to give, let alone yeah. to myself, let alone to anyone else. And so I'm just like something in my life has to change. Hmm. And so I accepted this offer to, to take over this. It was like 150 employees of this more on mortgage bank. And I, I moved my life there. And it was really during that kind of 29, 30, 31 timeframe when I met a couple of people, one of the, the people at the mortgage bank was a natural doctor and she was head of culture mm-hmm. at the mortgage bank. And she and I developed a relationship and a friendship. And it was through that, that I, I was like, my, my higher self was like, something's got to change here. This isn't sustainable. No. You're bankrupt inside, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can't, you can't keep going. And, and so I knew that while I was helping everyone outside myself, I had to stop and process yeah. and do my own work. And so a big part of that was, yeah, I got to see that at this point, man, I'm an incredible fighter. I'm an incredible survivor. And I I ultimately, I'm a big lover with a heck of a lot of tenacity, Mm. but I need to honor 
myself. Yeah. And part of honoring myself is like understanding what's happening for me emotionally. Right. And so when we talk about uh, money mindset, so much of that is related to what's happening for us emotionally, because I was like trying to walk around in the world with like, like an arm and a leg cut off, like not honoring or recognizing a huge part of me, yeah. my, emotional, my emotionality. Right. And really at the end of the day, goal, what I see is that our emotions are like our friend buddies. There are, there are pals. They want to come hang out with us, the anger, the sadness, yeah. all these things. And you have to honor all of the emotions. If you don't, That's right. they, they want to come out. hang out with us. Yeah. They got all kinds of information. They're like, I'm upset. You're not listening to me. Will you just fucking sit down and listen to me? Cause I have something to tell yeah. you. Right. And, and so do you think by ignoring that it gets any better? No, that's the reason why I say you have to, this idea that you can artificially no. feel good is a load of BS. You have to feel those emotions. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to give feel, them- feel all the feels, I say. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I totally, I completely agree with that. You're saying, everything you're saying, I'm like, oh my God, you're speaking my speech. Yeah. I love it, love it, love it. Carry on, yes. I'm listening. Yes, and so, and so I had to really start sitting down and listening. And I'll, I'll never forget, there was this one particular day I was living in New York, Long Island, New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I had just binged and purged. And I, well, actually I was in the middle of purging. And I'm, I'm standing over the sink and I'm just beating the shit out of myself mentally. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. in, that inner critic that we all yeah, have. Yeah, right? yeah. My, my story is a, is a common story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, parts of it, part people, I know many people can relate to the story in their own yeah. way. And here I am and I'm, I'm beating the shit out of myself mentally. And all of a sudden I, I hear my higher self ask me a question. She's like, if this was your best friend, would you be treating her like this? Mm. And I was like, no. And, and then my higher self asked me, well, what would you be doing? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'd be holding her hair, rubbing her back, telling her lover, we're going to get her help. And tomorrow's going to be a better day. And I'm here for her. Mm. And my higher self was like, exactly. Mm. And, and that was the day that I really, I stopped and I paused and I started to become my own best friend. Mm. And it took me a while goal because I was so numbed out. I, I had gotten so accustomed to avoiding my emotionality that it took me several months to just be like, why am I doing this? What's happening for me? I don't know. I can't feel, but I just stuck with it. I really just stuck with like, why what is happening for me? And before I knew it, what, what started coming were, were these little whispers of, I'm lonely. I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm hurting inside. I'm angry. I'm so deeply angry. Right. And mm. I was like, Oh, there she is. Yeah, right. The awareness comes before. The that's awareness. That's right. And so then, you know, of course I take myself through a whole process, I, you know, therapy. This is not stuff you do on your own, by the way. Yeah, right. Agreed. I think I think we should take a pause and say that. Yeah, this is the stuff that you'd need help with, and we, you and I, have both spent probably hundreds of thousands of pounds or dollars, whatever you know, currency you want to say, on as well. We got experts to help us, and that's the reason why yes. we're able to go and help people now because we yes. got the help. And I agree with you. If you need support, you need the help at this at this stage. Yes. But getting to this point is amazing. It's it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength in in um, and all confidence in yourself to think. Okay, first own up to your shit, which you just did. 
and then recognize I need help. Yes. And get the help. And get the help. Yes. And then realize that underneath it, while it looks like destruction, the bulimia, the, the you know, the not sleeping, all of it at the end of the day was an unwholesome way that I was trying to soothe and love myself. Mm. Right. And when we can actually step back and look at like, oh gosh, I was just trying to like, I was, I wasn't using great tools. They're not the right tools. They're not tools I want to keep using, but they were tools that I was trying to use to, to love myself, to find my value because I thought it was somewhere outside myself. And that when we, when we're able to get to that place, there's a level of self-acceptance. There's a level of self, like reclaiming of self-trust. And I had to, through my own inner work and journey, I had to go take the keys to my own power back and reclaim my validation and worth. And today I'm like, I love me. I love who I am. And I feel more free and more whole, right? And it's a, and this is a lifelong journey, folks. Anyone who's watching, mm-hmm. this isn't something that happens like that. Okay. This is, this is, I mean, it took me years to get there. You know, it took me years to, to work through it. And this is tough. We'll be working through, through our humanity because congratulations, we're human. Yeah. What would you say, Jennifer, was your biggest obstacle? I know getting the awareness is for most people, but you seem to have very strong intuition and you somewhere on the lines were in tune to be able to listen to your higher self. So becoming aware was great, but what would you say was your was your biggest obstacle to moving past all of this? Yeah, I think it's coming back to that hero in me, mm-hmm. that natural hero that wanted to save mom, that wanted to make it all okay for her. Yeah, you know that saw her suffering, and so I took it on as my own. And so what that began to look like over time was I'm gonna I'm gonna save mom. Um, but also that moved over into the business world, into yes. the financial, into the mm. financial world of I've got it all together mm. because I'm going to make it all okay for my clients. Mm. I, right. I'm going to pretend like I'm perfectly fine and I've got it all together. So all this posturing was happening and I just went, right. And, and really at the end of the day, what it, it's what I call the downside of caring. It's an unwholesome version of trying to care for someone else. Now, I'm not saying that everyone who's posturing, that's what's happening for them. I'm saying that's what was happening for me, Mm. right? And so I had to unpack. And that was a huge obstacle because it was part of how I was saving myself. You know, I I say that I climbed inside my defense system and mechanism was climbing inside a huge transformer. Remember the transformers? Mm. I was, I was this like little kid inside the big old transformer, like, okay, let's go. Right. And so I'm going to save the world inside the transformer. But like, actually I was hiding myself. I was yeah. making myself smaller and I wasn't being my authentic self because I was afraid to be, because I thought I needed to be something else for mom hmm. or for my clients or, you know, to fit some kind of role for someone fill in the blank, whoever that is. Yeah. Right. And so I was normalizing suffering in my own right. Yeah. Which was big part of what was emotionally bankrupting me. And so that was, that was one of my more challenging obstacles to overcome because that really required me to be vulnerable. Yeah. That really required me to step out of the transformer and be like, hi everyone. It's a tiny me. (laughs) It's me. 
is it okay to be out here because I'm really sensitive and I'm really tender and I'm still kind of fucking angry and is it is it okay not to have it together all the time right and you just mentioned something which I think is the key is it okay for me to be angry I think when you go in that hero mode when you go into okay so everyone else has messed up I have to get my thing I have to get my life together to get my shit together and I have to go and do this for x y and z you don't really acknowledge the fact that you're upset and angry and not allow yourself to be angry so tell me how did this impact your with your relationship with your father did you see him did you interact with him or what was that about well I mean it was a bit of a roller coaster ride so I didn't see my father from I think it was about the age of four to the age of 19 Hmm. and then at 19 re-enter and it was a bit of a roller coaster ride eventually what I did was I just I gave him a pass I was like look I get that your role in the world was to help me to be a portal to help me come into this world. Thank you so much. I'm really sorry that I tried to put you into a hole that you don't belong in. That's not your shape. That's not your design. Mm. And so I release you from it. And, and so it wasn't that like it, there's not this um, cutting him off energy. It's more like a releasing him uh, really to releasing myself freeing myself and saying thank you for what the gift that you gave me thank you for being one of my greatest teachers that was painful and (laughs) and I release you thank you for for fulfilling your role we're good yeah right there's a there's an acceptance that I had to come to with my father yeah and I can yeah I can definitely relate to that for sure for sure but then this also means that you had to work again on yourself on your ability to forgive so everything you haven't mentioned the word forgiveness all throughout but this is pretty much what you're doing you're forgiving oh, yeah. him for being who you he was or who he is and mm-hmm. at the same time you forgave yourself for you know for putting yourself through all of that so one of the biggest things that I talk about is forgiveness you have to forgive others you have to forgive even divine energy and the most important person you have to forgive is yourself because oh, yeah. you are the one who puts yourself through all of that trauma all That's those right. years and the bulimia that you had 10 years of it there's a lot of forgiveness that you had to give for yourself so how did you deal with that how did you get yeah. to the point because you can't love yourself until you've forgiven yourself fully how did you forgive yourself and come to the point of loving and a self true unconditional self love not the egotistical i'm the best thing in the world kind of love but the true authentic love that you have you should have for oneself and which I can yeah from you yeah yeah I so I don't know if I agree with you entirely that you can't love yourself until you're forgiving yourself I think there are layers and um different levels of love Hmm. um and I think I was actually loving myself even like the act of bulimia was an act of self-love it was a destructive one but it it was me trying to love myself Um, Mm. it just wasn't a wholesome way of doing that. So for me, the act of deepening that self-love has been through compassion. Mm. It has, it has been through acceptance. It has been through taking personal responsibility Mm -hmm. for what is mine. It has been an act of surrender. It has been an act of surrendering my righteous ego and and me and the desire to be the hero right because mm-hmm. there's some there's some juice that i was getting out of that um that was you know fluffing up my feathers and making me feel important and so there's part of how i was getting my value and yet what i was forgetting was 
actually, I'm amazing just mm. being right you. here, mm. being me. And, and so it's been a reclaiming, it's been a coming home. And so much of that has been through compassion. Yes, forgiveness is a big part of it. Mm. Self-responsibility, surrender, like all the things that I just mm. mentioned. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So what a journey you've had over these years. It's been, like I said, a roller coaster, but it's been a journey of self-acceptance. That's yeah. the word that's the word that I hear from your life, Jenny. It's a it's a word yeah. that really jumps out. It is about self-acceptance and just loving yourself for who you are. And exactly as I am right now in this yeah. moment. Completely imperfect, messy even and loving all of that yes and I love that I love that well thank you so much for joining us today Jennifer and thank you so much for openly sharing and actually quite vulnerably sharing your your life journey and helping us to understand how we too need to accept ourselves in order to love ourselves and for us to be who we are authentically and to to live our life to the best and the fullest possible. Tell us, Jennifer, where and how can we connect with you? So do give us your social medias on your links or your websites, please. Yeah, well, come hang out with me on Instagram at Jennifer, the Jennifer Love. And then my website, um, jenniferlove.com. Anyone who wants to have a conversation, you know, they can do so booking a discovery session with me um, or someone on our team. Uh, but that's the best way to connect with me right now. And then I have a show coming out the end of February called The Nature of Money. Um, so, Gold, we'll have to connect about that too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And Jennifer, I think we need to have you back here anyway for our Wednesday's Money Talkies because I think you'll be fantastic for that. Today was all about your hero's journey, which, God, my gosh, <laughs> has it been a journey or and a half. And um, truly, from um, from bottom of my heart, I've actually went on this journey with you so I've really really enjoyed listening to especially the way you describe it too it's not just the fact that it's a journey I loved how you emotionalized everything and I just Mm. had goosebumps when I was listening and I just kept quiet and enjoyed the journey with you because I know what what was going to come at the end (laughs) it's quite nice I know what comes at the end because I know where you are right now so I thank you for so much for sharing that but we do have to have you back so we can be telling us some of the amazing stuff and teaching us how we can make more wealth uh, bring and bring more wealth into our lives so we will have Jennifer back we have to have her back for a money talkie segment on Wednesdays but for the time being all Jennifer's um a website and the, uh, her social media links will be in the show notes so if you listen to this on the podcast if there all these links will be in the show notes if you're watching this on youtube you'll find them below in the in the description we will have them and obviously we're going to call jennifer back and we will have another interesting a longer conversation but definitely another one thank you so much jennifer thank you so much for being with us you betcha so I'll talk to you soon Thank you so much. And for those listening, I will be back on another Friday feature sharing inspiration stories of another amazing individual sharing how they change their life by changing their uh, by changing their mindset. Thank you so much for listening. This is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com 
and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan. Take care and bye for now.